to Beyond a Parent, the podcast for Christians seeking clarity for parenting in a confusing world. I'm Jeremy Autry. And I'm Chuck Mead. And Jeremy, we have two of my favorite people of Central Baptist Church in this room with us. Are you serious? Yep. Ira and Rita Hall are here. Welcome, the f- guys. The famous Ira and Rita Hall. The famous. Thank or you. infamous. I don't know. <laughs> what yeah, is it? Maybe both. <laughs> Depends on who you ask. I guess. So, Ira and Rita, we, we have just been wrapping up this uh, kind of a mini-series we've been doing on teen dating and handling relationships with our kids, especially in a culture that just really has one sounding bite and one way they por- portray relationships and how we can honor Christ. And so we've got some questions for Iron Rita, but Jeremy, we want to get to let our listeners know Iron Rita yeah. a little better. So uh, first of all, let's just back up and uh, you guys tell us about your how you met and what dating was like at, uh, at the beginning of your relationship. Well, that's good. <laughs> Thanks, John. <laughs> Well, that's kind of fun. We uh, we actually met while we were going to Campbell University uh, 26 years ago, 27 years ago. Actually, no, no probably 28, 28. 28 <laughs> years ago. We've been married 26. So, um, and we met uh, with, on the Baptist Student Union. We were on a, a drama team, and we went out to do teen outreach like three to six times a Semester. A semester, depending on how the semester played out and stuff. So we spent wow. weekends at churches ministering to youth, which was a little bit chaotic, but it was fun, good times. We got to do drama, skits, you know, the drama to music and that kind of stuff. Wow. And so, I don't know, Rita may want to kick in some, but yeah. you know, it wasn't it wasn't love at first sight. She didn't like me at first. <laughs> <laughs> I actually thought he was a little stuck up. He was a shoe salesman at Belk's. And so the first time I saw him in Taylor Hall at Campbell, um, I mean, I remember it vividly. He was in suit and tie still, well, at least tie, and um, was off by himself and just, just seemed kind of snobby. So, but I, first I just impressions came off can be five hours really of work, wrong. and we were doing drama practice. So. If you are a listener who is a shoe salesman, please know that we don't share Rita's opinion <laughs> of all shoe salesmen being snotty. Oh my. Well, by the way, let me disclaimer, if you hear this beautiful, lovely music in the background, Jeremy, what's happening? Um, we're at a rock concert <laughs> recording this podcast. No, our, um, our worship team is practicing, rehearsing, going through some songs, um, but we just could not work the schedule out for us and them to be recording at different times. So here we are. You just get a little background music. It's yeah, nothing. It's and great. it's it's a fitting, especially as we're talking about Iron Rita's love story yeah. and everything. It's just <laughs> yeah. some background. It is God-honoring music, even if you can't make out in the lyrics. It is. It is. Um, so you're married what year? 1997. 1997. May okay. 97. Yeah. And we dated as um, students attending Central. So we've been here. Um, Some of our fondest memories of dating are camp meeting and riding home together in the car and sitting outside the dorm and just kind of dreaming about what God would do in our lives and what he had for us. So Central is a really important place for us and how the Lord brought us together is very miraculous. That's pretty awesome. So you guys were late teens when you started dating? Is that Um, 20 and 21, basically. Okay, 20 and 21, okay. Yeah. Oh, or maybe you're 19. 19. Maybe it was 20 and 19. Yeah. Gotcha. Okay, so early 20s, mm-hmm. late teens. Yeah. Got it. Mm-hmm. Um, and then uh, for anybody that's listening that doesn't know your story, tell uh, 
the, your kids' names in order. Wow, that that's that's asking a lot. <laughs> so we got Carrie, Mary Kate, Madeline, Kaylee, Avery, Anna, and William. Good deal. So, so the age range is about 24 to 11. 24 so. to 11. Seven mm-hmm. little hall kids. And um, so they have experienced the gamut of what it's like to have a newborn baby all the way up to having Carrie is 24. 24. You just said that. Yeah. And Carrie is married and has a baby. So yeah, we have grandbaby. Uh, all the way through what mm-hmm. it's like to, you know, walk with a kid from the beginning of noticing the opposite gender and um, having feelings for somebody all the way through marriage and uh, having a baby. Mm-hmm. So um, you guys bring this broad range of experience to the table. So thanks for being here and um, sharing that with us. And we'll just dig right in with some questions. So obviously, again, we say this for everyone. Whenever we interview people on the podcast, we say, hey, um, here's some godly people from our church we'd love to hear from. Not everyone may handle in a, and um, take every topic the exact same way. So we understand that, but we also know you guys have some have some biblical thought into this matter of dating. So what is your biblical basis for handling um, teen dating? Well, um, two of my favorite verses that come to the top of my mind would be Proverbs 4.23, which talks about guarding your heart with all diligence. And then um, Song of Solomon 2.7. And, and a few other times it's mentioned um, not arousing love um, in the inappropriate time. Yeah. So um, those two, um, for me, have been, um, I think, monumental. And then some experiences along the way. You know, God speaks through His Word, but He also thinks, speaks through personal experiences mm-hmm. that both Ira and I had had prior to meeting each other. So, you know, even in those, God has given us like a, a desire to do this as well as possible mm-hmm. yeah my thought on that in that particular question is you know, we're just I'm not sure that we have a biblical basis for dating specifically yeah it's kind of tough to isolate that out but our desire is for our children to live for Jesus and for the sake of the gospel and this applies to all areas of our life even yeah. even dating including dating and in our favorite verse I think this is our family verse mm-hmm. we we sing it all the time. It's our favorite. is Philippians one twenty seven, and only let your manner of life be worthy of the gospel of Christ. So whether I am come to see you or an absent, I may hear of you, and that you are standing firm in one spirit with one mind, striving side by side for the faith of the gospel. So whether I'm with them or not, you know you're you're living for Jesus and the sake of the gospel. Mm. That's yeah. good. So it fits in with what Rita was saying because guarding your heart, that's not just about romance. That's talking about what your inner man, the things that right. matter the most to you. And you're saying make sure, be careful so that God stays at the front, forefront, and the focus. And he's most important in every area of your life, including uh, romantic attraction, dating, marriage, whatever it is, that whole realm. And then seeing a big danger of uh, awakening mm-hmm. something before it's time. Yeah, I love it. And so we've talked about this already um, in our episodes leading up to this, but obviously dating, the purpose of dating is marriage. Like that is the purpose. Not that every dating relationship may end up in marriage, but that's at least the purpose. So how have you communicated God's design for marriage relationships 
to your kids? That's just a constant day by day. I mean, it, you know, it really comes back to Rita and I living as best as we can in front of the children to to display and to uh, model. model. Yeah, mm-hmm. thank you. That's the better word. Uh, the model, the right way to live together. And then, mm-hmm. you know, the biggest thing that we always try to avoid in any subject is the failure points and, you know, and making sure our kids are understand when I fail or when Rita fails and there's some apologies or something afterwards. And one of my daughters actually mentioned this here just, just the other day on Father's Day. We were, we were in around the table and they were talking about good things Dad had done, which this wasn't necessarily a good thing, but it, the outcome was great. Um, she just reminded me of a, a few years ago, I made a poor choice in, of treatment of Rita in front of a pretty large crowd of people. And then later that day, I finally... You know, I come to my senses and ask God for forgiveness and ask Rita for forgiveness. But then I went in front of the entire crowd, which included most of my kids at that point, mm. and asked for forgiveness of the crowd of my treatment of Rita. And mm. that, you know, they shouldn't be—I shouldn't treat her like that. And one of the do- my daughters said that was just a you know moment that I saw I, I gained more respect for you as a father, and wow. I thought that was interesting. You know, and, you know, even when I when I fail and they see me walk through that failure and come back out on the other side with forgiveness and grace from Jesus and my wife. At that point, uh, mm. yeah. So modeling good what a healthy relationship looks like, mm-hmm. I think, is primary. I think that's the the best thing that we can do for our kids and helping them um, discover that person that God desires for them to mm-hmm. to join their lives with. So, does that mean when you talk about? Um, and I hesitate to use the words. I don't know if we can use them interchangeably, but dating or courting or how they spend time with someone that they have feelings of the opposite gender. So you're treating that, you're helping them see that as, hey, this, the end goal, the end result is marriage. This isn't just um, recreational dating. This isn't just for fun. You should be thinking this way. And then here's a model relationship not that ours is perfect, but we're trying to present to you and help you understand what a healthy, God-honoring marriage would look like. So you see those things intertwined, yeah. and you try to help your kids see them as intertwined. Yeah, we talk about marriage with them regularly, especially the ones that are dating, just making sure they, you know, they understand that you know the, the outcome is mm-hmm. hopefully marriage if you're going to stay with them. And if not, the sooner you can call it off and see God's will to move on, the better. You know, there's, no, there's less separation issues and you know and this doesn't always work out when you think through it but I tell the kids all the time that you need to date them like you whether you're going to get married or not but you mm-hmm. need to be able to serve Jesus together at the end of this yeah. whether you're dating them now or in maybe marrying them later or separating and going your own way but when God gives you opportunities to serve later whether you're married or separated and doing different paths you should be able to serve Jesus together. Mm-hmm. So this relationship should end on such a healthy, friendly no. term yeah. that you could still be around each other and and even serve together. You know, especially if, uh, which none of them go to the same church at this point, but if they went to the same church, I want them to be able to serve. The, you know, I don't want there to be uncomfortableness at our church or mm-hmm. whatever is going on. I want them to serve Jesus with us wherever and then, we're at. And, and we know that that's hard. Um, once there's been a parting of ways. Mm-hmm. We know that that's difficult, maybe to look each other in the eye or feel completely healed right away or be comfortable with each other in the same way, but that shouldn't be a hindrance to the kingdom. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. I, um, I'm the old man who's been doing this long enough. I've seen families leave the church because their kid broke up with a 
another kid Mm -hmm. in the church, you know. Or their kid got broken up with, and it's just... (laughs) They just I don't think the know. Term how to, is dumped. Yeah, I guess a more blunt terminology. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but yeah, and that can be devastating. So I think that's good and realistic. Is saying, hey, this may not work out. So what would what should this look like if it doesn't? And not many people want to think about that. They may have almost two rose-colored glasses on of this is going to end up in marriage. So there's two extremes, and you guys address both of them. Either. I've been talking to or seeing or dating this girl for a week and we're going to get married and this is forever. You know, that extreme. Or the two aren't even tied together. I'm just dating them and this is just fun and I'm just having a good time and we'll see what's next. You know what I mean? And both of those are dangerous ways of thinking about Mm -hmm. this in general. So would you address both of them and that you address those with your kids too? Hey, we're talking about marriage, but this isn't marriage. Hey, you know, this could be where it's leading. If it's not, what's that going to look like in a healthy way on the other side of it? Mm -hmm. Bill Jones, when we... Right before she walked up the aisle, he said, this is your last chance. Bill Jones is my father-in-law, Rita's Did dad. Did he say that to Rita or he to you? He said that to Rita. <laughs> wow. And she, he said, we can go out this door and it's fine. Or, you know, but once we get on this aisle, it's over. You yeah. know, you're not, you're not out. <laughs> so she stuck with me now. <laughs> yeah. Hey, Bill was serious too. He oh, would have yeah. took her right he out that side door. Her. And I'm going to offer that to my daughters too. Wow. This is your last chance after this. Yeah. You know, you're wrong. Well, you know, I'll be walking my daughters. I'll offer it to my sons too, but it won't quite be the same. Reed, I'm glad it, you went through that door. I <laughs> think it's really, yeah, I am too. I'm very grateful. <laughs> but I think it, like what Jeremy's t- talking about, managing expectations. Yeah. I think is a big deal Mm -hmm. so you know with our young people our students to tell them our kids to tell them um that we don't know what tomorrow holds Mm -hmm. to remind them of that scripture you know that where he says i'll go to this city and i'll conduct this business and i'll do that and i'll do that we don't really have a full view of what god's going to do tomorrow Mm -hmm. or the next day and to to not necessarily um, hold these relationships so closely and clutch them so closely that we we they're not open to the Lord's direction mm-hmm. yeah. and moving. That's know? important for every relationship. Yeah, but it's maybe harder in these relationships than some others. But that's important in every relationship. Mm-hmm. So, are there? I'm sure there's many. We could spend an hour talking about this. But what are some dangers that may stick out to you? in our culture's view of teen dating and relationships. And I know Jeremy already mentioned some extremes that people tend to go to, but is there anything else that sticks out to you from our culture? Yeah, there's so much pressure. Like, I feel like, I mean, and it's so social mediafied. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't know. That's not a right I word. I think you just made it up. Word. It's a great word. <laughs> I'm putting a little C I mean, you know, it. you mark on there in relationship. Yep. You know what I mean? And I, that just puts so much pressure it magnifies relationship to a different status, almost sometimes that I think isn't um, healthy. So, yes, I think there's a lot of pressure from other people that maybe there's more value in a person if they have, they're have a cute couple now. Yeah, you know? yeah. We give them couple names when they're in high school. Eesh. Yeah. It's pretty gross. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, and one of the things I kind of was thinking through was uh, one of the big dangers I see in the culture is that individualism is just becoming such a prominence and if you can't mm-hmm. give me more of what I want or what I need it, it, it's just hard to separate those things I'm, I'm getting bum fuzzled at this point but mm-hmm. the culture just pushes us to be individuals and to be ourselves and to 
not be necessarily dependent on things that are good, but to do things that I, that we want to. Especially in these type of relationships, there seems to be a lot of separation of what from the family mm-hmm. and from the body of Christ as they start going into these separation or into these relationships. So they start doing things on their own. They try and do it themselves, and they don't rely upon. Christ's work in the in the church, and then and then the mom and dad or the yeah. family at the house, and they just go on and just try and do it on their own and not rely on the wisdom that they see in yeah. parts of that. I, they I, become too yeah. independent in their dating and yeah. forget the the value of the others yeah. in their life, specifically Christian influence, yeah. godly mm-hmm. people in their lives. Yeah. So when I think of these things, I'm thinking of uh, like if Chuck had asked me that same question. My mind would go to the over, um, I want to be careful about the terms I use because I don't know what age is listening, but uh, our culture being obsessed with um, physicality and romantic physicality. and But sometimes I miss these other dangers because I see this big flashing red light. That's a danger. Mm-hmm. I forget these other things that you're talking about, too. These are very real dangers that our kids face, and there's wisdom and them listening to people who've walked down those roads before instead of ignoring the generation before them. That's a, that's deep. Thank mm. you for sharing that. Value in the church. So now you're in this uh, current stage of parenting, and I know with the, with a wide variety of ages in your kids, um, what, are your, what are you learning now in this current stage of parenting? Mm-hmm. Remember, the halls are in every stage of parenting. All I know. That's time. why I'm like, wait. They well. have, all, all kidding aside, they have a preteen. Yep. You know, that is right on the verge of About thinking along school. these lines. And they have a married son mm-hmm. who has a child. So that's a lot of different things. So, yeah, what is God teaching you in all of these stages? The big thing, I, I just, especially with some of the recent things that's been going on, I've just realized that my brilliant guidelines and hard, fast rules don't always work. <laughs> that's a good just, word. Yeah. That's a good just, word. It just really doesn't. And it, you just really have to look at the situation because, you know, everybody wants to put the Bible between you. You know, so mm-hmm. there, or there's enough room for Jesus between you when you're sitting, <laughs> however you want to look at it, or to put the space yeah, of the yeah. Bible between you. But it, it just doesn't always play out well. And, you know, it goes back to the verse of, you know, it, it, that I mentioned at the beginning of whether I'm with you or not, you know, you need to live your life like you're part of, you're following Jesus Christ. And so if there's not a Bible between you, space enough for a Bible between you, you, you you're probably going to make it okay. But limiting the physical touch is a huge deal. But there's, you just got to think through it on your own and make mm-hmm. sure each kid understands that. It's honoring Christ. Honoring yeah. Christ. It's honoring yeah. Christ. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And there's, it's, it's just hard and fast rules just don't always work out like we want. Right, mm-hmm. right. And sometimes for some of our kids, it seems like hard and fast rules on one side pushed them harder to want something on the other side. Mm-hmm. And then other kids, it was, they set their own rules yeah. and we just helped them through it. Yeah, you know, it just depends on. Uh, it's just kind of interesting to see our personalities of all of it come out. So yeah. you would say there's value in knowing your kid, yeah, and knowing how, what they respond to, what they hear, what they struggle with, and parenting them in that knowledge. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, and you know, I find that when you put hard and fast rules, sometimes it makes it hard for them to be discerning in the moment because oh, well, Dad said I can't do this. But he didn't say anything about this, mm. so I'm not sure what I should do now. Ah. You know, so 
You have to be careful have to not be careful. to become too legalistic or too thinking what worked with this kid is going to work with this kid. Yeah. You know, but I, to me, like the Lord, Lord's been working in my life, like the last year, just encouraged me to be more specific in prayer. Yeah. So like those children that are dating individuals or married, like I have specific prayers that I pray for their um, spouse or the person that they're dating. And so those individuals are in a sort of discipleship with Ira and I. Like we think it's important to speak into the lives of those that are dating our young people um, or are married to, um, like in Carrie's case, he's married. And to be in constant prayer for them, like and specifically, like using scriptures that that God has given us. I mean, I can think of a specific instance. I was the Holy Spirit had led me to pray a specific scripture for an individual, and then in the course of weeks, um, I realized how appropriate that scripture was. Hmm. So sometimes you can be the Lord, the Holy Spirit can show you something very specific that you didn't even know was um, something that was important, you know. But God is good. Like I, I really, really do pray for these gentlemen and those that are God has brought into our life. Mm-hmm. And, and so, oh, sorry, go I ahead. was going to say, and one other thing, I just was thinking about this is if they don't want to hang out with you. They don't need to be around, you know, whoever that is. Yes. They, and so far, we've had pretty good experience with that. They, and they all you guys are so much us. fun to hang out with. <laughs> that is a danger sign, though. Yeah. I mean, oh, no, I agree. definite danger signs yeah. in the whole so, process. But teaching yeah. your kids how to recognize, recognize those red flags, too, is important. Yeah. You know. That is. And I know you kind of already talked about this, too, and with something God's shown you. But are there any other safeguards... What do you call them? Safeguards, rules, guidelines that you have in place for those relationships? Other ones that you want to share? Like, are there some that are, these are across the board for all of our kids, these would be the rules, you know? Right. Mm. Yeah, I, I think, like, one thing that we've been pretty consistent with is about time alone. Yes, um, yeah. So, um, you know, and physical touch, keeping that. Um, now, for each one of those... I think somewhat it has to deal, too, with the other party involved. Mm -hmm. Um, So we've dealt with parents of different conviction on some of those and had conversations with the other parent and had to come to an agreement about this is is what we're going to encourage our young people um, as far as lines. Um, But anything that can be slowed as far as physical touch, whether that's hand-holding or, I mean, you could just continue on and on, anything that can be slowed is generally best. You know, especially if they're still in high school, they've got they've got time to wait. They've, yeah. they need, they've got a long wait ahead of them. Mm-hmm. So if you can slow the process, not necessarily be like you can't hold hands. Yeah. But I mean, waiting to hold hands or waiting to put your arm around her or waiting to um, sit super close or you know all yeah. of those it things. It just makes the things easier know. if you don't get married. Yeah. 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 Anything that you can limit on the front end of that, it makes it easier if you separate ways. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Later. Nothing wrong with going slow. Yeah. And then time alone, we've we've asked them all specifically, like, you know, at least in the early stages, don't don't ride alone in the car with them. Mm-hmm. You know, there's all you've got too many siblings. You can always <laughs> grab one. In our case. Um, and we've made them do that. They've taken them on different spots or they've always had double dates or something like that. However you want to do it. Or if they need they just want to be able to talk and communicate. We have a unique setup. We have a glass porch that they can go and shut the door, but we can still see what's going right. on. You know, so they have mm-hmm. a time they can communicate and be be 
have a private conversation, mm-hmm. but we can still, you know, we still look out there at any moment and see see them. That, that's just simple examples. Yeah, yeah and there's know, been times we've said it's time for you to yeah. to go. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, mostly with yeah. with tact, but you know. It, yes, because we want to go to bed. This has been nice. <laughs> yeah. I don't. I don't want to slow this down. Uh, I know we got a lot more questions, but uh, two things you said that are very interesting to me, and uh, I don't want to let them just fly under the radar. First of all, you said if if your kid is in a relationship with somebody, you want to look for opportunities to be part of the discipling of that person yes. and invest in them spiritually hmm. and pray for them. Um, and then you said, we want to talk to the parents about this relationship and kind of get a game plan That's right. uh, together. Not that we're going to agree on e- everything or tell you how to raise your kid or anything like that, but let's work together for God's kingdom. I think uh, those it probably shouldn't have been, but, but those were both very novel ideas to mm-hmm. me, um, things that I hadn't considered any previously but i think there's a lot of wisdom in it yeah. and we've had pretty up, up, all of them so far have had godly parents and mm-hmm. been a, a reasonable young man or lady that we were okay with yeah that, you know so i like how you said so far yeah i mean <laughs> the next kid might yeah. go off the well i mean thing. you've got a lot i mean there there's so many more kids to come but I, it was just funny i was remem- remembering when you said you've got a lot of siblings, I have distinct memories of with my older sisters and being the kid that tagged along on the date with my older sisters. But you know what that did for me is I got to know my future brothers-in-law through those. And, and I mean, you marry the you marry the person, but you get the family with them. Yes. And you're going to know that family for the rest of your life. So that builds relationships with in-laws. Yep. Absolutely. Exactly. Yeah. I can think of... Like, William, like, he really um, loves being around some of these um, individuals that God has brought into our life, maybe just for a season. Um, but, you know, he's he is observing some of that, mm-hmm. and that's, I think, it's healthy yes. in, in the relationships that we currently have going mm-hmm. on, the dynamic that's currently. So this is good. And yeah. one thing I was thinking about, like, the, the whole hand-holding, and one of the comments that was brought up was, if... You were to do this, whether it's holding hands or physical um, kissing, whatever it is. Is it so critical that it, with this other person, say mm-hmm. maybe your parents have said you can't hold hands or you, mm-hmm. you can't kiss or you can't. Is it so critical that when you say that, that they fall away? Are you sure this is the right person? Yeah. Do you know what I mean? If the yeah. physical touch is what is only holding the relationship together mm-hmm. or where the relationship is kind of getting revved up. Mm-hmm. Maybe maybe it's not the right person. Yeah, yeah. I can't imagine Cheryl leaving me if I can't hold her hand anymore. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, really, like when we're older and we're with our spouse. Yeah, sometimes you know, she no. just says, "Quit yeah. hold my hand." <laughs> Your palms are sweaty. <laughs> but yeah, that 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 is a good opportunity for a warning sign. Yeah. You know, in some of that. Exactly. If so. you're resistant to those type of things. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, I, and we're talking about. I'm sure there's some parents thinking, how do I know if my kid is ready to date? And we went over that question last week in our podcast. But what would you need or like to see in your kids before before allowing them to date? Or is it just, no, at this age, we, regardless of the person, we would let them date at this age? 
obviously we're talking about kids still under your roof. Right. Yeah. I mean. One of the things that has been discussed was how we need to become the kind of person that is marriageable. Like, that is the, the right kind of person ourselves, like, in our walk with Christ. Like, considering, like, how we ourselves um, are walking with Christ before we add extra people to our lives, mm. uh, extra relationships to our lives. Um, so, I think seeing the maturity of the individual um, to know, gauge whether they're really ready for that in their walk with the Lord. Because um, relationships bring extra challenges, and so if, you, if you're not spiritually ready for that, um, then I, I think it really comes down to spiritual readiness. Yeah. yeah. You know. Yeah, the Christ being primary in both the kids' lives, you know, or the ones dating, or our kids and the one that they're dating is definitely necessary. And it's not always, you know, just because they come to our church or part of yeah. the, uh, the CYA, CEF stuff that we do. It doesn't mean they're right with Jesus. Yeah. And so we're getting, getting to know them and seeing their heart around some of that and making mm-hmm. sure that they're serving Jesus, not just to find a girl at CYA or yeah. a church. Or camp or wherever. Or, like, yeah, or camp. You or, know, just because you met him um, in a, a noble place doesn't make him noble, you know? And so... Or and, doesn't make him mature. Yeah. No. Or like <clears throat> some things like, hey, that guy needs a couple more years to bake. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's a great line. <laughs> That's so good. He's you, half baked. You can say that about most, uh, about the most of the team boys at, at camp hey, that these other girls yes. meet. Yeah, please don't bring home people <laughs> that you've just spent a few days yes. with. <laughs> oh, wow. So I know we've got a lot of parents who listen, and when we cover a lot of subjects, and they think, you know, they hear concepts we bring up and think, man, I haven't put safeguards at all for my kids. And it, I think it's too, it's too late to start. And we always want to encur- encourage parents, wherever you're, you're at, you can start to be more proactive in your parenting. So what advice would you give to parents who maybe haven't put those safeguards in place for their teens and feel it's too late to make a change? Well, like you already said, it's never too late. Yeah. You, got, you just got to get started. I mm-hmm. mean, because I feel like I've missed the boat on a lot of things. And, you know, if you start now... Um, just know that installing a rudder on a ship that's moving down the cultural current it, it's going to be hard mm-hmm. you know it, it's not docked anymore it's not a young kid you it's going down the river and you're trying to put a rudder on it to direct it in a better way mm-hmm. so just just know that prayer and patience and love and communication with mm-hmm. the kid is the only the only answer prayer especially mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think as those involved begin to see your heart, that it's a heart of concern. It's not a, a heart to bring down the hammer or to be legalistic, mm-hmm. but it's a heart of concern, a heart to protect, um, I think is really important to convey. Mm-hmm. Um, so, But having those conversations and just sitting down, look, look, I'm sorry, I, you know, I noticed that I have not really maybe um, shared with you something that um, was important. You know, mm-hmm. and I want to protect you, and I just want you to be able to notice, see, see what's happening. Here's a pattern that I'm concerned about. Mm. You know, I like that. So, seeing, just being open, honest, apologetic, if if you haven't done this before, and then just begin that communication as you train and as you reel some things back in. So it's not just showing up with a list of rules and pounding the table and explaining to this kid or this young, uh, a young 
adult or late teens, whatever it is, here's how you're going to live from now on. Mm-hmm. It's a like discussion. Said, my brilliant guidelines never worked out. <laughs> I yeah. do think there's some things like as parents, like if there are danger, real danger signs, danger of abuse or um, things that are really alarming. Mm-hmm. I think at that point, you, you have to move beyond the conversation yeah. and demonstrate some tough love. But you know? not not skipping the conversation. You said beyond Correct. the conversation. So Correct. there's still a conversation. So right. I've fallen into this trap, not necessarily in this realm, but in just parenting in general, coming in and saying, here's the rule, and we're going to live this way, mm-hmm. instead of having a, let's talk about mm-hmm. what right. is the best plan of action, you know? Mm-hmm. Right. But if somebody's hurting one of my girls, oh well, just know, send me conversation, <laughs> conversation and action, you yeah. know. But so maybe after, things. maybe conversation yeah. after me and Chuck beat this guy up. <laughs> Whoever's listening to this podcast, if you mess with them, hall girls. Oh, we will fight you. Yeah. <laughs> we'll fight you. I'm getting angry. <laughs> I really am. Wow. Well, guys, thank you so much for your time. Is there anything else you want feel led to share? Encouragement for parents at all? who are going through this. I think as parents, like many of us have experienced some of the hurtful things from dating, Mm -hmm. you know, and I think it's, I think it's really helpful to go back to where you were as a teenager Mm -hmm. and just remember like the desires that you had, the struggles that you had, the hurts that you experienced in dating, convey some of that to your children so they know like this is a, this is a major Mm -hmm. um, thing that you're embarking on when you're, beginning or initiating a relationship with someone else and it's something that we need to be um careful and mm-hmm. wise and discerning and rely on the lord and the holy spirit to help us yeah no, i don't want i don't want to damage people right you know this is a big deal yeah. you can damage people mm-hmm. dating can be a weapon mm-hmm. in people's lives so it's really important that's good anything else ira yeah, I'm, I'm I'm drawing blank. Sorry, hey, <laughs> my wisdom is burnt. Oh, your wife was so eloquent. <laughs> I think that's a perfect way to end it. Yeah, but thank you guys so much for listening to Beyond a Parent. Thank you, Ira, Rita, and remember, parenting is beyond us, but in Christ, we have all that we need for this journey. See you guys.